Welcome to Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health with Mike Carroll and Jess Gaddies. In weekly podcast episodes, they will feature healers and experts in removing addiction and healing mental health. You'll also hear from lived experience advocates, revealing tips that have helped them to live their lives addiction-free and heal from co-occurring mental health issues. Now here's your host, MC Counseling's Mike Carroll and your co-host, Jess Gaddies. We only have one life, so let's make it our best. And talking of best, let's get uh, Jess on. In 2022, Jess Gaddies joins us, who's our new co-host for Removing Addiction and, and Healing Mental Health. Jess, welcome along. Before you, you say anything, Jess featured on our first episode and is an advocate for early intervention for young adults and aftercare for adults. We wanted to have a bit of a chat today about each other, but firstly, Jess, welcome to your new show. Thanks for inviting me, Marky. I'm happy to join and have a chat with some people over the coming months. That's awesome. Big time. And thank you so much. Now, what we want to do today is just kind of introduce ourselves a bit because as I was saying to you earlier, I always I forget that not everyone's listened to my other podcast, Titanium, the Intersex podcast, of which I go into details with absolutely everything. And so I kind of feel everyone's listened to that, but they haven't. And we know that. And we know a little bit about you. But what was so amazing about your story, Jess, is that there were parts that you you know weren't necessarily wanting to talk about in too much detail, but since that time, like you have skyrocketed in terms of uh, your your passion for helping people who can't help themselves, and for removing addiction, for helping them to get into a, a safe space to be able to uh, live 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 their best life as well, but doing it in different ways, but also being advocates for not one particular service, but for the many different services that do operate and. From a lived experience person, like you, like, as in you, it's like you know there are many different uh, ways to to actually help people, and so there's a bit more to your story than than like we we revealed last year. Um, and I think a big part of that, which is what we we, we should dive into today, um, is the fact that you you were incarcerated for a while, and that your drug and or your drug use, because it wasn't really alcohol, it was more 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 drugs that were an issue for you, yeah, led you to yeah. to, to be incarcerated. Can we have a little bit of a chat about that today and maybe anything else that you feel would be beneficial for our audience um, uh, to, to feel even more connected to you? Yeah, we can definitely have a chat, Mikey. It's <laughs> um, you're one person I definitely connected with and see the similarities so much within our stories. But one that is hugely different is the fact that my drug of, drug of choice, which was meth, ice, <clears throat> actually landed me in jail um, on several occasions um you know all up for me it wasn't a long period of time it's not like I spent two years or three years in jail Mm. um you know I spent all up most probably three and a half months and that was between holding cells and um, actually going to Malawa and being classoed um so I'm an e-classo which means they class me as an escape prison person inmate Um, So I can never actually go to a minimum security jail. I'll always go to a um, maximum security jail because of my classification. Um, So as soon as I kind of heard that, I was like, no way. Like, how? No, like, I can't go to a maximum security jail. So I kind of made made that decision there and then when they explained to me what an E-class O was, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never coming back here. I did unfortunately go back um, 10 months later. I only went in for two weeks, no, three weeks all up. 
Um, but yeah, and I was clean during that three weeks as well. So that's that was hard. That's absolutely full on. And like, it's a big part to your story that, that was missing last time. But I think it's really important to the fact that we talk about things when, when we, when we feel comfortable and ready to do so. In just what you've done, you've connected with so many more people that have also been incarcerated for different periods of, 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 of their life um, for, for drug use, for, for obviously for lot, lots, lots of different reasons, when the fact that you did have other periods of time where you were sick of what you were going through. Could you briefly talk, talk to us a little bit about that too? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that last relapse in Mount Druitt, I was so done, but there was a time before that um, in another relapse. So your rock bottoms obviously get different and the line in the sand gets further and further away and those, you know, what ifs or, um, you know, I won't do that, you actually end up doing them. And, you know, that first time of that complete and utter desperation, I was actually in a dealer's house. And I remember standing in the lounge in the laundry and I was calling the rehab from the dealer's house and um, calling my lawyer and just saying, I need help. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did go to rehab that time, <clears throat> um, but unfortunately it didn't last and I did relapse again. But then this last time, Mount Druitt, I was done. The violence, the um, drug use, the run-throughs. Um, I didn't know who I was hanging around. I didn't trust anyone. No one had anyone's back. I always, even though I was using drugs, I would never bite the hand that fed me. I would never do anything to the people I classed as friends. Mm. Um, they were never friends. They were just people I used drugs with. Mm. I had no. I should have never had any loyalties to them because they had none to me. Um, but yeah, I just remember saying, "I can't do this anymore. I am an empty shell. I've got nothing left to give." And um, I was ready to go into jail at that stage. Mm. I just wanted to be off the streets. And to have that irony of being at a dealer's house calling up to get off drugs, I think that's absolute an absolute classic. But that's like a really good, not analogy of you, but because you've always known good from wrong um, from our stories and from the way that we talk. But being at the dealer's house calling up to get help is amazing. I think also another important point, Jess, that you raised is is with friends, that we think that they're our friends, but it's not until we do go to detox, to rehab, whatever we need for ourselves to be able to get rid of those drugs, that we discover that actually if they're our friends, we've actually got none. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, even my ex-girlfriend, um, she was, you know, number one culprit. Second I'd go to detox, she would disappear, gone, see ya. Mm. And I did all my using with her pretty much, five years, you know. Mm. Um, and legit every time I would go to detox, she'd drop me off at the detox. And I, how long I was in rehab, like say I'd been there for four months, I would have to ring her. She would never ring me. She'd never come see me, nothing. And for some reason I kept going back, you know, and Mm. it only just got worse and worse every time I went back to her and we were so toxic for each other and, yeah, but, you know, she was like my drug too and I, Mm. 
look at it now and I say, I only kept going back because she knew where to get the drugs from. <laughs> you have to look at it realistically, you know, not live in that fantasy of oh, we're going to both get clean and we're not going to go to jail and we're going to get jobs and we're going to live in a house. That, none of that's going to happen. None. And that's, yeah. And, and like with the friends thing, because it is, we, we've got to get rid of those friends. They've got to be, be be out of our lives completely. doesn't matter what model. And when we talk about models, there's obviously AA, there's the 12 step, and they're the predominant models that, that are funded for free in terms of people across Australia and pretty much around the world, well, in the Western world that is funded. Jess and I've had a chat about that. And that's basically, you know, what you need to do is get rid of those people out of your life because they're not friends. They're, they're people that you use drugs or alcohol with, depending on what your drug of choice is or your substance of choice is at the time. So getting rid of those people out of our lives is so, is so important. Um, you also have had so many different experiences uh, along the way as well. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about those in, in, in a tick. A bit about me as well. So I am obviously a, a, um, an addiction counsellor. We've got MC counselling. Um, as well as that, so I used MDMA for many years. I used, also used a marijuana for many years, probably up to about 20 years of, of using pot and was up to 100 cones a day. Would still functioning. Um, don't know how well I was functioning, but, uh, <laughs> but basically that was that was what I did and probably even more so when I wasn't working. Um and then, of course, also there was speed. Back in the day when we didn't have ice, there was speed because I'm that old. Um, and and so um, used lots of speed. And that was really not my thing, but it was my thing because obviously I'm talking fast now, but I always have talked fast. But um, it was like I went even faster in terms of trying to live my life and just keep going and not be able to um, be able to uh, keep on going and, and basically love speed. That was That was my thing. Um, and, and, and so all throughout, it wasn't just to use the drugs and have fun because anybody that's listening, that's had a, a long-term association with drugs or alcohol knows that there comes a time when it's just keeping you there. It's not actually doing anything for you. Well, that's what you believe anyway. And it doesn't matter how much of whatever drug you have, it's still not going to be enough unless it kills you. And what it kills you depends on the drug depends on the alcohol or not really it depends on other things that are going on in your life as well and so for me it was basically feeling I didn't fit in uh, feeling that I tried to avoid intimacy with everybody that, that I was with and I'd be as high as a kite to be able to um, avoid that intimacy and in doing that um, successfully broke up heaps of relationships that were with probably half decent people and then discovered when I moved to Sea Spray, that, hey, let's actually deal with this issue and let's work it out. And that's when I discovered intersex and discovered that there's lots of different uh, aspects and ways that we that there are intersex people because as of this time, as of two years ago, pretty much coming up um, in just a couple of weeks, actually, is, is the fact that, like, when I felt comfortable in Sea Spray, it's like, let's deal with your demons. And back then, back 30 years ago, we didn't have the computers that we have today to be able to Google and look up stuff and to be able to even say, okay, I believe I've got this issue. What could it be? Now, obviously, we know when we say that, that's not always the best answer because that can give us anxiety and all the rest, looking up things that we think we might have. But it was after going to my doctor, it was then get, getting a referral to a doctor in Melbourne and then going and seeing him that, that I really understood that that's, that was me. I was intersex. And it was like all of a sudden, all these years of using and overusing drugs 
Um, alcohol has never really been my. Th- I mean, I, I like alcohol, but it wasn't my addict- addictive part of me. It was. It was always the um, the, the the MDMA or the or the speed or um or the ecstasy tablets or whatever. Blah blah blah. But um, it was it was the, all of the sudden it was like I just didn't need that anymore because parts of the reason that I was using went out the window because I didn't care what happened in the bedroom with that person um, going forward because it was going to be good because I knew the reasons why that existed as opposed to trying to escape them. And so if you're listening and you're trying to escape something in your life, there might come a time that you want to actually deal with that something and, hey, you can give us a call. We can help you at MC Counselling, but you can also get help. You can get free help. Unfortunately, right across the country and right across the world right now, Free drug and alcohol services are at an all-time high due to the pandemic, and you can be waiting from 6 to 12 to 18 months to two years for help for free. And unfortunately, there are some waiting lists that have now closed. I'm never wanting to be a negative person uh, talking about this type of stuff, but I think it's it's, it's important to be honest and open about it if we're going to help anybody else. So there's a little bit more about me. Going back to Jess, it wasn't like Jess had an upbringing that was like hard, like she had a good upbringing. There was a good family structure in place. That was right, wasn't it, Jess? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a normal um, day, suburban, four fam- four people, family, mum, dad, brother, sister. Mm-hmm. Very normal. So it can be from mm-hmm. any... But not at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It can be anybody at <laughs> any time. That normal can... but not. Normal. <laughs> I think I can say a bit the same. Unfortunately, we seem to be having a bit of trouble with the audio at the moment. Um, every time Jess starts to talk, it, it goes all it goes all funny. So we didn't. We, sorry if, but basically, Jess was just just saying yes, it was normal, but yeah, whatever normal is type thing. Um, but um, did you want to say anything else, Jess? There, on, or just on that? Um, not really. No. Okay. No <laughs> worries. So there's a little bit of an introduction. There's 14 minutes of us just talking a little bit. <laughs> about ourselves to you and what we want to do this year is bring in lots of different guests we did have a guest scheduled for today due to privacy um, we won't mention exactly what's going on but there were some uh, issues that happened uh, that were beyond her control and so she's not joining us today but that's okay we'll be back next week with another episode of removing addiction and healing mental health you can find out more about jess at on on instagram at addiction underscore doesn't underscore discriminate yep you could have even said that. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you just write in "addiction doesn't discriminate," I'm pretty sure it comes up. Nice, and of course, remo- uh, 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 <laughs> removing underscore addiction for out for this podcast, and of course, you can find me at MC Counseling across Instagram and uh, also on LinkedIn as well, and also find me under at Mike Carroll Counseling on Facebook. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of what wasn't going to be the episode of us talking a little bit about ourselves. You can also check out my other podcast, uh, Titanium, the Intersex podcast. But what what is actually really good about Titanium, um, and I'll talk about that for a second, is the fact that it's it's as it happens. So there was lots of time in between those episodes because I was processing what was going on. So have a listen. It's not actually very long to listen to if you want to in the meantime. And of course, help is always out there. It might cost money, but at the end of the day, we want to find, um, we want to be able to help as many people as possible. And there is help at MC Counselling and lots of other places as well. There might just be a bit of a wait. So thanks for joining us. Uh, We all have one life. We want to make sure that it is our best life. 
it is possible to live your best life. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week for another episode of Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. Thanks for joining us. It is in our hope that we have opened your mind to see another way to live your best life. This has been Removing Addiction and Improving Mental Health. Join Mike Carroll next week for another episode.